you know, I said like, all right, I'm paying for my things and you could pay for your things, you know? And that was because our relationship wasn't at a good point. Inspired by her grandmother, Florence started selling string cheese when she was in high school. Along with her husband, Maxie, Florence built a wholesale and retail cheese company called Grandma's Cheese. My grandma was doing cook cooking class. She asked me to come just to like be a helping hand. So I went and I learned the process and it was really an amazing process, so hard to do, which was eye-opening because I love string cheese but I didn't know what it takes to make the string cheese. So when I learned it, I definitely like picked up on it really quick because it's like a technique of stringing. Um, so I think like during the class, I was the one like teaching other people in the <laughs> class. Uh, Cause I- and This was your first time. This was my first time. After that, I came home that Saturday um, on the dinner table with, on the lunch table with my whole family. I told them, guys, I'm starting a cheese company. And they all like, laughed at me. It's 2013, it wasn't like cool to do that, you know? Um, they, they, they laughed a little bit. They didn't like outwardly laugh, but it was definitely like, why, like, what are you doing? You're a senior in, in high school, you know? You don't need, you know, you're going to college. So whatever, I, I, I didn't let that get to me, which I think is big, because um, I, I think I let that even fuel me more because I wanted to prove them wrong. So then I started and I made it in my kitchen and I gave it to my friends and family and neighbors and it really just spiraled from there. I was so like humbled that people were calling me and asking for my cheese. Like that was what was like pushing me to do it. Like, oh, if someone wants it, like of course I'll make it for you. Like I'll deliver it to you too, you know? I was delivering to my friends and neighbors probably for like three to five months. Um, and then I graduated high school and I kind of wanted to like spread my wings and fly outside of the community, outside this cheese thing. Like I, I quit. I wasn't into it. Why'd you quit? I quit because I didn't want to be known as the cheese girl in the community. You know, I went to parties and people were like, oh, you're the cheese girl. And I'm just like, no, I'm not into that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like young and single. I want to be cool, you know. And then that summer of 2015, I studied abroad in Italy. Um, and that's when I um, picked up on the burrata, but really their whole like way of life in Italy. It's very uh, fresh and raw and, and I just fell in love with the way they look at food. And one of the items was the burrata. They had it everywhere. So I kind of kept that in my back pocket too. And then I came home summer 2015. That's when I chose to start the business back up again because I got I kept getting texts of orders. For that, those six months, I was making hundreds of cheeses myself, and this, the process is very tedious. It was a lot, it was very tolling, but people wanted it, so I had orders. I wasn't, I wasn't making it to sell it, I was making it because someone else wanted it. <laughs> it was just a different way, you know? I, I, that's how I just kept going. I was rolling. I, I brought the burrata back from Italy. I put that on my line. She was the first kosher burrata. Yeah, ever. 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 Yeah. At the time, um, which was amazing. I don't know why people, kosher people don't, but a lot of people didn't know what it was, but that's why people also were excited about it. They're like, what's burrata? Because it, it can't get anywhere kosher. It's now a staple for you. Yeah. So summer 2017, that's when I saw this guy 
at a party and he wasn't looking at me. He was just like in the corner, like, and I was doing my thing. I was flirting, I was laughing in front of him, like <laughs> nothing was getting him. And um, then um, I, I approached him. He was talking to one of my fans and I approached them and I was talking about my cheese and whatever, doing my thing. And okay, he was a little intrigued or interested, but not enough to text me. <laughs> so two weeks later, I'm still thinking about this guy and he didn't reach out. I didn't have his number. So I Facebook messaged him and I asked him, because in the conversation we were talking about a cheese flavor that I could try, even though he never heard of me before. So I reached out and I said, hey, like, what was that cheese flavor you wanted me to try, even, even though I knew what that cheese flavor was. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm offended you didn't uh, remember or whatever. So he said, it, he said at the time it was sriracha cheese, sriracha flavored cheese, because that's what he loves. And so I said, okay, I'm going to make it for you. Could, you. could you be my taste tester? And he's like, sure. I'm like, okay, so what time are you going to come to my house to taste it? And he's like, oh, this time, whatever. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I don't know, I maneuvered a date. <laughs> it's, a lot of, it's a lot of moves very quickly. It's a lot of moves, but like like I said, I had a voice that was, I was courageous, you know. I know. It's funny, on first date, I was late because I just, I was working on a project and I went out to get funding for it. And I just got rejected like five minutes before the date. And then I realized I didn't have a car. So I showed up in an Uber, I'm devastated, and um, she sees me and she's like, send the driver home, you know, I'm gonna, I'll drive. And then um, she had our first, we had our first date. And so the date was that you were gonna come try I the cheese. I was gonna try the cheese, terrible idea. <laughs> Sriracha cheese is not a good idea. Don't yeah. try it at home. But uh, there, was a, there was a little breakfast involved. Yeah, we had, well, we, had a, we, had, we went for brunch and then I asked her after the brunch, like, do you want to walk around, like walk around the block or something? And she said, no, I have to go. It was Friday afternoon. She delivers cheese to her customers on Friday. She's like, no, I got to run. I have to deliver the cheese before Shabbat. What did you think of that? I thought it was awesome. I was a little offended, but I thought it was awesome. <laughs> you know, I thought it was great that she, I'm a very business oriented person. So the fact that she was engaged in a project, I thought it was really cool. Right. But what made us go for brunch? Well, we were going to try the, well, once I realized that it was a date, I think we said let's At what go. point did you realize it was a date? It took, me, it took me a while. First, you, did, you just wanted to see the sriracha. <laughs> yeah, like I had it in my hand. I didn't know, like I remember I was waiting for him because he was late. I'm like, what now? Like I have a cheese in my right. hand. Like, what are we going to do? I'm just going to give it to him. He's going to go home. Like, I, I don't know. I guess yeah. because you were in the Uber and I said, I'll drive. I think I realized what we were up to. When we were dating, she would like pay for things. You know, when we were young married, it was, it was helping us. Um, so it was really very, it was a part of our lives from day one, you know. And you, your business background, you were working in retail. I wanted to do an operating business and uh, I was playing with a lot of different ideas at the time. I, I decided I was going to go into restaurant retail. I felt like I knew the streets because I was in retail. On the real estate side, I felt like, let me try it on the tenant side. Right. You know, I knew how to find stores. I knew how to negotiate leases. I knew a little bit about banks. So I said, all right, I got, I got something and I wanted to be in an operating business. So I went to uh, Aunt Annie's and Cinnabon, two franchise uh, brands owned by the same parent company, and I, I pitched them to do street stores. So I did that. I went out to build, to build the store, to negotiate an agreement with them. And that's while I was lugging cheese to stores. He was building a store in the Bronx, and I was bringing cheese to a couple of uh, yeah. the, the retail stores around us. Yeah. 
And at that point, that's when it, she hit her threshold. She was, it's heavy, our boxes are like 40 pounds. I mean, frozen cheese is like no joke. It's, and she just said, I, I can't, I can't she do this anymore. a strong man yeah. to lift. Yeah. So yeah. I started doing that. I would go from the Bronx. Yeah. Do you remember how you got into retail in the beginning? Yes, so um, before we came together, um, I was, I had like quite a, a few customers um, on a spreadsheet that my, my brother actually um, engineered for me. You ended up showing that list, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So I showed, my father looked at the list and looked at me and he was like, okay, time to get you in a store. So he approached Aries. Um, he basically printed out all my customers um, and their names and he showed it to Uri and he's like, you know, this, my, my daughter makes cheese and these are our customers. And he looked at it and then he's like, oh, okay, so I, I think we'll sell it here. They were his customers he, also. They were all right, right. He recognized, he recognized names, right. a lot of the names. From there, it kind of just from there, went it, from it one went, store to the yeah. next. How many stores were you in in the beginning, do you remember? At the time, I was in like five or six. Um, now I'd say we're in like 12 or 13. So you guys are getting into new stores and you're walking in lugging the, yeah. what, what is it? It's, yeah. like a, it's like a box of cheese. It's we a, didn't even have like a hand truck. Right. It was just Literally us. holding it. Holding cheese and some of these stores, it gets crowded in there and I'm fighting <laughs> people to get the cheese. And You ended up uh, giving up your business. I mean, the game plan was that Grandma's Cheese was going to be the small business that we just used, right. you know, to write off expenses and whatnot, you know, while I built the big thing. And um, I realized quickly that it wasn't, I mean, I didn't, not so quickly, but as it evolved, I didn't have as much passion for uh, the, 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 the franchise. And um, my involvement in Grandma's Cheese was slowly, slowly growing at a necessity, really. And... Um, it just kind of, I just kind of made a switch at one point and I realized that this is, this is going to be the thing. Well, because it always had blessing in it. I think you came up with this idea of, okay, let's get into people's mouths. Yeah, he was always like, all you have to do is, is have them try it. That's, that's it. Right, and yeah. all your background was in retail, so you knew if you get the, the, the right. customer in the door. And I, when I realized that we were, we were, we were capped, that's when I kind of had the leverage to, to do the retail thing. He's talking about opening a cafe, so I'm not really so like excited about this idea because I knew about how much work it would mean. And then he came home, he's like, oh, I found a place on Brighton, the corner, right across the street from Lighthouse. And all I said was, you know, if we were to do it, that's the spot. You know, that's where I genuinely had a vision of where we would be in like the fairy, you know, in, in, a, in a fantasy. And then once he heard that, he, he just went full throttle. Like that was his like green light to go for this whole cafe thing. Yeah, and that's the dynamic of the relationship, I think. I, um, I'll work on things, I'll play with ideas, and then we sit down in the kitchenette and, and she takes it and, and you know, kind of decides, or she'll, you know, through the process, she makes really, she really, she makes the, the, the creative decision on what we're doing and, and, and why, so. I think it's our, our talks together, like our yeah. breakthroughs together. Like we always say, you know, our best ideas are because we're brainstorming together, you yeah. know, came out of that. Yeah, and I think we learned to give each other the creative space, you know, like she doesn't shut me down when I'm, she knows when I'm just revved up an yeah, idea and I just need a, I just need to play, you know, I'm in the play. Like a toolbox. You know, like okay. I just, just let him play, let him do his thing and then same thing with her, I mean I think especially with husband and wives, I think a lot of people will 
especially if their wives is going into business, they'll say they'll want to be very involved because they're in business. So how could you not want my advice? And, and I think it's a mistake. You know, give them the space to create, to make their own mistakes, to have their own journey because ultimately they have their own, you know, women are very intuitive people. So if you, if you put them in certain forums, they, they really shine. And how, did, how did you realize that so quickly? Um, I think we had, we, had a, we had a mutual mentor, marriage kind of counselor who was essential in our success. Um, as, or our, as a couple, not, yeah. not as a business. Yeah, but it's important because our, where we are as a couple, is, you feel it in the business. Uh, it's, it's directly correlated. And um, he would, you know, he would always tell me, just give her, give her space. You know, don't try to control the situation. Um, because when when we were doing therapy or, or you know looking into ourselves, I was up and coming like my business was you know blossoming, and your were you in business maybe you weren't in business at the time, but but for me like for him when we started dating seriously like I he didn't he didn't say like he didn't just jump in and you know put his his input in it was still mine which I which I appreciated right. and we were we weren't a dual income couple because I wasn't making an income so we were single income customer couple but it was her it was hers um, was that hard? Right. yeah as a man um yeah I think it was um especially like delivering cheese in supermarkets that I, you know, my mom and cousins and friends shopping, and I was. People still come up to me in the supermarket and ask me where things are because they think I'm working. I'm <laughs> part of the crew, you know. So I think, you know, a bit of a ego challenge. But um, in the end, did you at that point did you feel like, you know, my 10 years of working so hard led me to to do just cheese. being a delivery guy? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I mean, we, we had our breaking points, you know, where I felt like I'm bringing in all the money and like he had his store, but his store was more like, this is the end goal or like this will be our like money pot yeah. in the future, you know, and I'm not such a patient person. So I think we hit a point where, you know, I said like, all right, I'm paying for my things and you could pay for your things, you know, and that was because our relationship wasn't at a good point. So I, so you know, we would talk about the apartment. You know, like I, like you would say, like this isn't an apartment I would want. You know, I would get like a cheaper apartment. I'm not paying for this apartment. I'm like, okay, fine. So I'll pay for it. You know, we would just start talking about whatever, and that's yeah. because of our relationship at the time. Yeah, we weren't always united. I think that we did a lot of work personally on ourselves. Still do. I think the hardest person to be honest with is yourself. How does your grandma feel knowing that this whole thing is pretty much named after her? Yeah, she feels great. I mean, she walks into the supermarket and says, like, I'm the grandma. <laughs>